Hey, welcome to PT Snacks Podcast. This is Casey, your host. And if you're tuning in for the very first time, first of all, welcome. But also, you need to know that this podcast is meant for physical therapists and physical therapist students who are looking to grow your fundamentals in bite-sized segments of time. And today we're going to be covering a very, very important topic. And that's just more so on how to differentiate between visceral symptoms and somatic symptoms. And the reason why, I you have to say it, it's kind of obvious. We need to make sure that we are screening these patients very appropriately because if they have visceral symptoms, meaning they're coming from an organ system, we have no business treating these people. How are we going to treat them, right? Their symptoms are coming from another source. Now, somatic symptoms arising from musculoskeletal syndromes are what we treat. So we need to make sure we're treating what we should be treating and then referring out what we should be referring out. So it's hard for us since we don't have superhero vision sometimes, but you can differentiate by between these two often by the types of symptoms that a patient might be describing. We'll break it down in this episode into things like the location, quality, character of the symptoms that the patient is having, and how these differ or are similar between visceral and somatic symptoms. So this episode today is just about a compare contrast between the two. By the end, you should have a good understanding of, hey, these are things that sound like things I can treat, and maybe these are things that I shouldn't. One side note, somatic symptoms are not the same as radicular symptoms. When we're talking about somatic, they can be mechanical or chemical stimulation of nerve endings, whereas radicular is more so caused by damage or irritation to spinal nerves or nerve roots. So think of radicular symptoms as more of a block in conduction, not stimulation that can cause lower motor neuron signs, whereas somatic symptoms probably will not have neurologic signs and symptoms like reflex changes, sensory or mitomal changes. So keep that in mind in terms of vocabulary that we're talking about here in this episode. So starting off with location of symptoms. Now for visceral symptoms, they can be unilateral or bilateral, but the symptoms are often poorly localized. Versus somatic they're more likely going to be unilateral and maybe in one joint or body region unless the same thing's happening in another joint, right? Quality of pain for visceral can be described more as knife-like, boring, deep bone pain, deep aching, cutting. The amount can be moderate to severe, and it, the patient might almost describe it as if the pain is coming from the inside out, whereas a patient with somatic symptoms might describe it as achy, deep, sharp, pulling, sore, stiff, or even like a cramping pain. Now, in terms of the character of the pain for visceral symptoms, rest may have no impact whatsoever on whether they have the symptoms or not. You're probably not going to change their pain by a change in their position or by other interventions that would typically help musculoskeletal disorders. So this might apply to a patient that you're seeing that has diffuse symptoms that you can't really replicate in your exam, maybe you should be thinking about whether they should be there or not. Because for somatic symptoms, the character of the pain is going to be more local tenderness and pain that you can link to an activity or an underlying pathology that is musculoskeletal. Now, the pain for visceral and its severity 
just depends on what organ system is affected and then also what the disease process is. So this varies in terms of like, hey, someone who's having kidney failure versus someone who has uh, something going on with the gallbladder. For somatic, it can be anywhere from mild to severe. So kind of all over the place, depending again on what pathology is affected. Now, someone with visceral symptoms, the onset can be recent and sudden, but it's not typically going to be a chronic pain similar to like osteoarthritis for somatic pain that's been going on for a long period of time. Likewise, somatic symptoms, they can be sudden or gradual. So sudden is going to be associated with acute overload stress and macro trauma. So an example of trauma could be like, hey, I was in a car accident. I experienced whiplash injury or, hey, I stepped off the curb, felt a pop in my knee, might have a meniscal tear. Or if it's more of a gradual onset, we could probably link it to some sort of chronic overloading stresses and repetitive microtrauma. Now, in terms of the pain or syndrome, some signs or symptoms for duration and frequency of visceral, it can be constant or intermittent depending on the organ system. We're not going to go by each organ system today because that would be a whole nother few episodes probably, but it may be gradually progressive, cyclical, and can come and go in waves depending on whether the symptoms are involving an organ system or not linked to like, hey, maybe eating the digestive system or hey, maybe breathing or some sort of cardiovascular aspect. For somatic symptoms, they can be intermittent or constant. So intermittent may be varied based on the activity that a patient is doing or position. Like some people feel better in standing versus sitting, or some people feel better when they're moving around versus sitting for a long period of time. Constant can be more so linked with like an acute inflammatory disorder. Patients with these somatic symptoms can have episodes of chronic pain where a maybe for a while it got better and then it got worse and it's been coming on and off for several years. Aggravating factors for visceral pain, again, it depends on the organ system and the status of the disease. So the greater the deficit in this organ system, probably the more severe the symptoms that you're going to see, right? And then in terms of what the job of the organ system is, will depend on how they manifest themselves in someone's daily life, right? But for somatic symptoms, the aggravating factors, you're probably going to be able to link to specific movements, activities, and loading. And then relieving factors. That, again, I don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but I kind of am. It depends on the organ system. And they may respond well to things like rest, but eventually their symptoms are going to continually increase in frequency, intensity, and or duration. Whereas for somatic symptoms, it's just more so related to they'll feel better if they are managing aggravating factors. So whether they're utilizing rest or therapeutic exercise, things of that matter, relative rest, all of those are again able to be linked to the tissue, the musculoskeletal tissue that we are trying to treat. So this is so incredibly important for these patients where if we are the first healthcare provider that they're seeing, that they're coming across, where we make sure that we're getting them the help that they need to. And if we are not capable of helping them, 
getting them to the expert that is capable of helping. So that's it for today, guys. Hopefully this gives you a good idea on just thinking about characteristics of pain that you might come across when you are screening these patients, whether it's day one or, hey, maybe they're not responding to our treatments and it's day 14. How can we better make sure that we are being efficient with our specialty? So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out at ptsnackspodcast at gmail.com, or you can find me on Instagram at pt underscore snacks. Love to hear from you guys. Um, If you're not following the show, hit follow, subscribe, share with a friend. And side note too, if you are in need of some CEUs or just want to learn more, MedBridge is offering PT Snacks podcast listeners 40% off of annual subscriptions to their services. So that includes things like CEUs, online webinars. They even have a patient home exercise program where you can put exercises together for a patient with the reps. It comes with a video link, print it off for your patients and have them follow along seamlessly. I use MedBridge every day. So Check it out, and if you don't need it, cool. Just ignore this, but find the link below or use the promo code PT Snacks Podcasts. Otherwise, that's it for today, guys, and until next time.